This is your wake up call. Wake the fuck up. The Breakfast Club. The show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn it. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother. Being a Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Weekend is here. The weekend is here, but I haven't had my green tea yet, so forgive me if I'm not fully awoke. You ever wake up and feel like you're not really woke up? No. Even after you take a shower and everything? No. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations to you, sir. All right. Well, shout out to the students at Hampton University. Yesterday, uh, they had a panel on black family. Um, my wife, me and my wife were there talking to the students. It was a great, 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 great conference. We just talked about everything, growing up in a black family and raising uh, black kids. And it was just a great conversation. We were there for two hours. So shout to the students, shout to the president. Appreciate everybody for having me. Shout out to Ademo. So it was a great conversation. All right. Salute to Hampton University. I can mm-hmm. actually wear Hampton University gear, and I can wear Howard University gear because, you know, African-American College Alliance makes both. And I didn't go to uh-huh. college. So being that I didn't go to college, I don't have no loyalty to none. I just, you know, salute to all the HBCUs out there. Well, I can wear them all as well. I went to Hampton, but I want to support HBCUs. You would I think never a- wear a Howard. Yeah, you're right. Stop I would wear it. Howard. Knock but I would off. wear any other one. I would definitely wear a Norfolk State. I would wear Grambling. I would wear Morehouse. It doesn't matter because, you know, we should support regardless. You know, it doesn't matter if a student goes to uh, Hampton or Howard. You just want them to get that education. So yes, it's not now, that bad. Now, were the kids asking you about uh, the spicy events of yesterday? Um, that, that, that's how we started the show with with the beige rage. Um, you started with a beige rage. You went in there. No, angry. no. Oh. They asked me about the beige rage and and what happened, and I explained what happened. That you know, I felt somebody was disrespecting my wife, and I, I had to you know check him on it. And the, the beige, everybody agreed, and everybody was cool with it. The beige rage is like the green Incredible Hulk. Mm. Somebody needs to make a character uh, based around the beige rage. The beige rage. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's we, we spoke about that a little bit. I spoke to uh, everybody was calling yesterday. It was funny. People I haven't heard from in years were calling. Uh, I spoke to TMZ. I spoke to just family, friends. A uh, bunch of bi- different people were calling. So I thought you were about to say a bunch of bitches. What? A bunch of different people were calling. That sound like you were about to say a bunch of bitches were calling me. <laughs> Listen, that's why that's why we bring in the pastor in here today. Man, I had to think what pastor could we bring in here today. We got Pastor John Gray. He's going to be here this mm. morning. He's got and his wife. His and, wife's going to be here as well. Yes, his wife, uh, Aventara. Did I pronounce that Aventura, right? Aventura. 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 Doesn't he have a, uh, Pastor John Gray has a show on the OWN Network. Right. Called The Book of John Gray. And I think, right, it, right, I right. think it premieres tomorrow, actually. Yeah, tomorrow it night. Tomorrow? Yeah, okay. tomorrow. So Pastor will be here. And, you so, know, just to add some prayer to the room. All right. We need all. that sometimes. Ratchetness and righteousness. It's been too ratchet this week. That's all it's been. You know? Yeah, it's been hella ratchet this L- week. Lil Yachty, yeah. Michael Blackson, my guys, Jesus and Meryl. So, you know, you're just going to balance it out. You know, right, balance in the, it out a In the week well. All right. Well, let's get in front page news. Uh, well, before we, you know, before we have a great Friday, we got to tell you about something sad that happened yesterday when a pedestrian bridge uh, fell in Miami, oh, man. killing a bunch of people. We'll give you the updates on that. 
And we'll talk March Madness as well. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in March Madness, Rhode Island beat Oklahoma 83-78. Duke beat Iona 89-67. Ohio State beat San Diego State. Houston beat San Diego. I don't know why they have San Diego State twice. Thanks, Eddie. Alabama beat Virginia Tech 86-83. Florida beat uh, St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure? Oh, Sabana Venture, 77-62. Seton Hall beat North Carolina State, 94-83. And an upset, Buffalo upset Arizona, 89-68. to I have no interest in college basketball, and I have no idea why. Maybe I'll get interested once it's like the Sweet 16 or the Elite yeah, 8. Yeah, me as well. The yeah, final final. Well. I just, I'm not interested right now. I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize college basketball was on last night. Yeah, I didn't really watch any games either. But uh, like you said, as I get a closer to the end, I'll, I'll get more interested. Now, Donald Donald Trump's junior, his wife files for divorce. They said it's been a long time coming after 13 years of marriage. It looks like Vanessa Trump filed docs Thursday in Manhattan, and she wants out. She wants a divorce. I mean, I can see why. I mean, you know, you look at that whole situation, I can't really see why any of them are married. But, hey, it is what it is. I don't know if you remember last month. Remember she got that envelope with white powder, and people were scared. They thought it was maybe anthrax. I don't recall. It was, it was actually nothing, but uh, that probably did it. Was like, you know what? I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. Has there been a more uh, scandal ridden presidency? I feel sorry for all shows that are centered around some type of, uh, of president, like whether it's Scandal or House of Cards. There's nothing that they can write or script that is better than what we got in the White House right now. Absolutely right. And lastly, in some sad news, a pedestrian bridge in Miami fell and collapsed. Now, this bridge was still under construction. They said it cost about $14 million to build, and it fa- it just fell. Nobody knows why it fell. It crushed eight cars. Uh, four people are dead. Two are still in critical condition. It was just very, 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 very sad. We actually have audio of somebody who has actually seen the bridge coming down. I got out my car, and, and me and a few other people, we were sprinting over there, to, to, and we started helping a few other people whose cars were at least half crushed. Somebody we helped out said his family was still inside and we couldn't really get him out. I'm sorry, I'm still kind of shaking right now. Quite frankly, I'm lucky to be alive. We heard a loud bang behind us and um, we looked back and the bridge had completely collapsed. I mean, I, 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 don't even, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, since when do bridges just collapse? But it was a, a, a newly built bridge. I would understand if it was an old 100-year-old bridge, a 50-year-old bridge, like certain, a new bridge. There's certain things you can't, uh, you know, skimp on. Like, certain things you got to really put the utmost into, and building a bridge is one of them. You got to build bridges that don't fall. Jesus yeah, they got to find out what happened, because they said it was designed to withstand the strength of a Category 5 hurricane. I can't tell. And they, they said it was supposed to last more than 100 years. And it didn't it link uh, Florida International University to, like, the city of Sweetwater or something like that? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. it. I, was, I mean, I was just at uh, FIU a couple weeks ago, salute to all the students at FIU. So, you know, prayers up for them, definitely. Jesus Absolutely. Christ. And that's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a bad morning, or maybe you want to spread some positivity. Up to you. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Brian from VA, bro. Brian, get it off your chest. Oh, get off my chest. Yesterday, Envy, I rode with you. 
I understand you was taking up for the family, the wifey and all, but then I kind of got off your bandwagon when you uh, was talking about after they left, and you was talking about checking them and it's hard and all that. I was like, come on, Envy, you should have said something while you were there. You didn't have to, you know, say all that afterwards. I had a problem with them, and I went to them like a real man and said what my problem was, and it was finished. I ain't had nothing else to say. People asked me about it, and I told them. I had a problem with them as a man, and as a man, I was raised, and I raised my kids. If you have a problem with somebody, say it to their face. You don't say it behind their back, and that's what I did. And they didn't have anything to say in that room but sorry, 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 sorry. And then we take it at that. Well, I appreciate you calling, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, Envy, Charlamagne, what up, man? It's Lorenzo from Brooklyn. Lorenzo, what's happening, brother? I just want to say two things, man. Um, first of all, I want to send my condolences out. You know, I told you I'm from Brownsville. Um, you know, we had a, um, we don't know if it's a murder or a murder-suicide. Oh, uh, I saw um, that, man, where the dude killed the yeah. two-year-old. Yeah, no, uh, it was a one-year-old, actually. One-year-old, one-year-old yeah. little girl, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I want to send my condolences out to the family because that's real hard to take, you know? Somebody lost a husband, a son, and a little daughter, and a brother, you know? So I want to send my condolences out to them. Also... I want to talk about envy. Um, I didn't get a chance to call in yesterday, but yo, you did the right thing when you did that to Didis and Mero. You know what I'm saying? That was your lady, man. You did the right thing. You checked him. Um, I met Charlemagne, you know, with my lady. My lady mean a lot to me. And at the end of the day, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have said nothing about how, you know, she's in it for the checks. That's not a joke. You understand what I'm saying? So you definitely should have checked them out. I think that when you bring it to the radio, like when they brought it to their, their their podcast and, you know, brought it out to the world, that's something that's unforgivable. Nobody should disrespect your lady, man. So you did the right thing. Thank you, bro. And, and you know, the, the, the reason I, I brought it to the radio, because I felt like you publicly talked about it. So let's publicly get an apology. And that's what I got. I got in a public apology. And then anything after I feel is not manlike. You know, I'm from Queens, and, and the people I know from the Bronx, whether it's Fat Joe, Remy Ma, they say it to your face. I gave them the opportunity yesterday. I told them how I felt, and I gave them the opportunity to say it to my face. Now, everything after on that podcast that they say is whack. That's not a man, man. I don't, I don't that's, this, this is a new era of people that say, that doesn't say something to your face and love to talk behind your back. And then when they get in your face, they get all squirmish and say, I'm sorry. That's not real men. If you're a real man... You, see, you say what your problem is, and you keep it moving, and that's what I did. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset and you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Envy? This is T from Houston. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. Hey, man, I just wanted to say uh, I'm blessed, highly favored. Just got to working out this morning, man. But I tried to give a call yesterday, man, to let you know you were completely right for checking old dude about your family, man. And my man, Charlotte, man, hey, you should have took up for him, man. Why? What am I doing? Why I got to take up for him? Envy's a grown-ass man. Jesus and Meryl, my people, just like my Envy, my people, they got a disagreement. They can talk to each other face-to-face. I think that it was handled uh, just the way it needed to be handled. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't right, need but, Charlemagne to stand stand up for me. I, I mean, I stood up for myself. I didn't need any any help or anything like that. And people no. ask why I walked out the room. I walked out the room because Charlemagne is Charlemagne. What happened when I walked <laughs> right. out the room? Charlemagne started cracking jokes, and it's not funny. Like I, I don't want to be there cracking jokes. It's not funny. So I, you know, I just <laughs> not funny. 
remove hey, myself hey, from that look, situation. Man. See, he's laughing now. That's that's the type of person he is. Man, I just like to listen. See? I just like to keep things light, okay? Especially when See? it's two of my people going back and forth. I don't want to be in here breaking nobody up. Went squabbling or nothing like that, like yo, no, okay. I didn't, I, I didn't they, think they were gonna get there. They weren't gonna be disrespectful. They were, they were nice. They wouldn't hurt a roach, man. They were nice, and there was gonna be no. Why gotta be moving. a roach? Now see, this is why. No, if you was talking to a white person, you'd have said a fly. But as a black person and a Dominican person, you say a roach. It was. They weren't gonna hurt a roach. So you know, I, I said what it was. They said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then that was it. You know. Now whenever they leave and they say something else, I don't respect it. But they weren't gonna hurt a fly. There you go, Charlotte, man. All right, man. Y'all boys have a good one. You too now, bro. Jeff, get it off your chest. I'm blessed this morning, and I called y'all earlier talking about Safari in a video. You ain't been in a video, but I got a question for Charlamagne this morning. What's Sunday, up? Sunday, what you going to watch this morning? You watching un- you're Uncensored or The Shy Tank? Oh, man, how you know my life, sir? How you <laughs> well, know the struggles know that I be I dealing with? with? all of this, man. I keep up with this. Oh, man, I swear I was thinking about this yesterday. When I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch Uncensored in real time. Because you know, I want to tweet about it. You know, uh, it's my you know, uncensored is the doc- documentary show that TV One does, and they doing mine on Sunday yeah, at 10 p.m. And I'm a, I'm gonna record the shy and watch the shy back at 11. That's how I'm gonna play it. Then you know I what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have to watch the shy at 10. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch the shy first, bro. It's the it's the yeah, season finale no too. Yeah, exactly. I guess I'm have to get with that because ain't no commercials. That's the only reason yeah. why. I'm definitely watch you on Sunday night. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Either way, either way you do it, either record the shy or record uncensored or watch the shy live or watch uncensored live. Either way you do it is a good time. I'm personally oh, yeah, it's all support here, all support. Absolutely. Damn, I was thinking that too. I was like, why I can't be on an hour early? But you can't do that because you know what? You go on on Twitter and Instagram, and people gonna tell you what happened on the shy. You know somebody gonna slip and say oh, something. Oh Lord, I know, man. Yeah, yeah. You got At big least you know your life. Weekend, big decisions, man. You, I'm, I'm, you know my life, sir. Hello, who's this? My name is Isaiah. Hey, Isaiah, get it off your chest, bro. Hey, man, I'm just blessed. You know, lately, you know, I had a couple people in my life who, you know, been holding me back, a lot of negative energy. And, you know, I'm just blessed to be able to say, you know, that I'm feeling better. You know, my family loves me, and I love my family, and that's all I really need. You know what my therapist tells me? My therapist says that in life, when you got uh, fears, insecurities, or anxieties, you either avoid, attach, or approach. So what you're doing is avoiding the negativity, and you've attached yourself to something positive like your family. Only need my, my God, my mama, you know, my bed, baby. That's it, my all brother. Right. Thank you, bro. All right. All right, let's get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Now when we come back, we got some rumors. Now, has Rihanna destroyed Snapchat? We'll talk about it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Has Has Nicki Minaj reached out to you? No. She really disappeared, huh? No, but I'm saying she really, you know she ain't reaching out to me. But she really disappeared for a little minute, huh? I haven't heard from her. That's good. That means she cooking up something. Mm. I would hope. All right. I hope so, too. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Rihanna. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, it looks like Rihanna and her Navy is really shutting down Snapchat. It seems like the stock has gone down and people are deleting this app. This is all because they made a, I guess they tried to make a funny joke with animation and it turned out horrible. Yeah, because the, well, jo- the joke was what, slap Rihanna, punch Chris Brown or something like that? Yeah, would you rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown? Yeah. Well, Rihanna has responded. 
She says, now Snapchat, I know you already know you ain't my fave app out there, but I'm just trying to figure out what the point was with this mess. I love to call it ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. You spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to DV victims and made a joke of it. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them. But all women, children, and men that have been victims of DV in the past, especially the ones who haven't made it out yet, you let us down. Shame on you. Throw the whole app away. So people are doing just that. They're throwing that app away. Well, first of all, I hate when you do rumor report. That's number one. I, I don't do rumors, <laughs> man. I don't do <laughs> it. Number two, number two, uh, Rihanna's absolutely right. And number three, who the hell was still using Snapchat? I, I Me, mean, personally, I deleted all that stuff off my phone anyway. I, I got, only thing I got on my phone is Instagram, and I put TweetLogic back on there yesterday just so I could properly laugh at all of the comments that were coming in off the DJ Samaro interview, but then I'm going to delete that again today. And plus, you got it on Instagram. Don't Isn't there like the, the IG story thing? Isn't that the same thing? Correct, it's the same thing. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't need Snapchat. For what? Why? Why do y'all want that? Why y'all want all that junk on your phone? What's the purpose? I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's talk about Kim K. She sat down with Elle magazine to talk about some of the false internet headlines about her and her family. We have audio some of this? Another dumb Kanye get-out reference. It's like people are so f***ing dumb and stupid. Yeah, she's pretty pissed off talking about the Get Out references and just Kanye and everything, and she was just talking about how that upset her on Elle magazine. First of all, stop telling people what upsets you. Do you realize that social media, when you tell somebody what upsets you about social media, they're going to continue to give you more of it? Do y'all not realize that yet? Like, don't tell anybody that that bothers you. Like, who cares? Like, let it go. It's just a headline. I'm not mad at Kim K for addressing it, but she just has to know that she's probably going to get a million Get Out references today just because she said that. Absolutely. And Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoopy, released a new album today. It's called Bible of Love. It's his new gospel album. It features uh, Daz Dillinger, Faith Evans, uh, Charlie Wilson, uh, Casey, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming from Casey and JoJo, and a host of other people. You want to hear a, a little snippet of it? Nah. Well, we're going to play some. Let's play some. I'm not mad at you. Things I'm going through make me act a fool. Please don't think I'm cruel. Really, normally I'm cool. There is nothing you can do. Hey, when my words are few, things ain't what they seem. Feeling like I'm fooling me. I know God is calling me. I love Snoop, you know what I'm saying? And music is energy for me. I just don't right. know when I'm going to be in the mood to listen to a Snoop Dogg gospel album. Because you know how you be riding, and you be like, you know what, I feel like listening to this right now. I don't know when right. I'm, I'm going to be in the mood to listen to that. But Maybe it's, it's, when you just need a little God in your life, and you say, you know what, I want some God, I want to pray, <laughs> I'm going to play some Snoop. How dare you disrespect me and my God as if God isn't in my life every day, all day. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, you need a little extra. If I need Snoop's gospel album to get God in my life, then I never knew who God was to begin with. Okay? Don't disrespect me and my God. God bless Snoop Dogg, though. I'm going to listen to that album. I just don't know when. Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor report, and let's stay with the whole God theme, all right? There we go. Coming up next. Because we've been too ratchet all week. Had damn little Yachty in here, Michael Blackson, Dee Samaro. You know the Breakfast Club is the perfect balance of ratchetness and righteousness, so we got to bring a pastor in here today, God damn it. That's right. Pastor John Gray there and you his go. lovely wife will be talking to them next his about everything. His lovely wife, Aventura. Aventura. All right, so we'll talk to them next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have a special guest in the building, Pastor John Gray and his wife. 
Aventar Gray. Did I say that right? Aventar. Aventar. Right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? How are y'all? Glad to be here. Honored to be here. Now, yeah. you, you recently left Lakewood, man. Well, we're we're in the process, process of, of leaving. Yeah, yeah. We're we're moving to Greenville, South Carolina. And uh so we'll still have the relationship with uh Lakewood at least throughout the end of this year and you know, hopefully over the years, but we're focusing on this new thing. I didn't know that that you could do that. Like just up and leave a church and go to another <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Chick-fil-A where you can just get a franchise. Like, God, I'm going to go ahead and move out here to Greenville because they need you. We just feel like that's where God called us. <clears throat> you know, Houston is the fourth largest city, most diverse city in America. Yeah. And it, we, things were going good. And mm-hmm. But I told my wife, and I, I just bought her, you know, a new home. And I said, but I feel like God is about to move us. Wow. And I can't even tell you why. I mean, but it was it was time. Yeah. And we've been there five years. Five is the number of grace. It was about grace period. And it was time to move to something else. And what, uh, what was that feeling like? What was that called like? Where, like, why South Carolina? What do you mean, why South Carolina? <laughs> Months Corner in the house. Oh, oh, yeah. But yeah. Why, <laughs> what was that called for South Carolina? Well, honestly, mm-hmm. um, I've always had a heart for smaller towns. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And so, and my wife's from Dothan, Alabama. Alabama. So we're both, you know, kind of relatively small to mid-sized towns. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was serving Pastor Joel and Pastor Victoria's vision. We served that vision and we thank God for that. But, you know, there comes a time when there's a vision in you. Right. And it just depends on the right place to launch it. And uh, Greenville, great people, emerging city. And there's just a lot of wonderful opportunities there. And, and I'm more, sure they're so excited to have you there. Yeah. I, the, the the response has been overwhelming, but honestly, the truth is, past all of that, we felt like God told us that's where we need to be. Mm. That's interesting that you know you still get those callings on your life because I don't know why people think you only get one calling in your life, yeah. right? You know, no, nah, man. I mean, if you're if you're listening to the voice of God, you know, God is progressive. And what's funny is progress is not always about expansion. It's not like okay, we in Houston, let's go to New York, or let's go to L.A. Yeah. You know, it's not a career move. It's like, God, where do you want me mm-hmm. so I can do what you want me to do? Because to us, success could be serving at a church with 10 people. Mm-hmm. To me, that's success if we do what we're supposed to do. It's not about the biggest crowd. It's a lot of people that want crowds. I never wanted a crowd. I've never wanted a crowd. I never wanted the microphone. I'm called to it. And I think that's why God trusts us with it, you know. So I'm excited about it. Plus, I love the mountains and creeks. I want to go fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a real chill guy. I just want to watch basketball. Occasionally put my feet on the wood. There you go. You know, I want to watch, you, you know. Play basketball? Yeah. You play? No, I, oh, oh. I'm called to watch. Huh? Oh, he watch, wants to sit court. <laughs> yeah, he wants to sit court side. I'm not called to play. This body is not built. I know. He's blessed with the ability to have these court side seats. Yeah, that's it. I'm blessed with court side ministry. Man, why you do that to me? I'm just saying, though. Let's keep it real. We watch. We love. Now, what you know, I've been talking to kids a lot lately, and Kids are having a, a hard time right now believing in God. I know, know, man. For everything that's going on. What do you say to those kids out there like that? Well, I think the problem is the people that have said they represent God don't have God's heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so my thing is, if you don't have his heart, don't use his name. Uh, what we've seen is a lot of what I call velvet rope ministry, where, you know, if you're if you're a certain pedigree or you have a certain level of status, people give you more access or, you you know, that kind of thing. But The Jesus that I see in the Bible was a man who touched lepers, then he healed them. A man who spent time with prostitutes and then restored them. A man who talked to broken women at the well who had five husbands and was living with a man and lovingly restored her. 
So today we have a judgmental perspective where everybody's pointing a finger at people. And if you sin a different sin than me, then you're worse than me. And that's just not the biblical New Testament narrative. Everything about Jesus was humble, serving, and non-self-seeking. And if we had more people that were about meeting the needs of others, reaching the poor, the dispossessed, the marginalized, the disenfranchised, and and social justice is a part of the Bible. You yeah. can't run from it because mm-hmm. he 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 abhors people who hurt the poor. So you know we've got a, a part of the subset of Christianity that you know puts a part of their demo, you know their Democratic or Republican party up and then puts Jesus on it. Jesus wasn't a Republican. He wasn't a Democrat. He wasn't an, yeah, an independent. Government of no. at all. He was a monarch. He was a king. So he's already on the throne. He don't care who you vote for because yeah. you can't vote him out. You, you, you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I think people are, are, are hurt because the people who say they represent God don't carry his character. Not only that, I think a lot with, with the shootings and the killings and, and a lot of people, you know, feel Why like would that a happen lot of to in, a bunch of kids, people dying good people, and kids yeah. and things like that. Well, that's a deep, deep conundrum. And, and it's why do bad things happen to good people? And if God is real... Damn, why did he let that happen? And if no, God is real, true. why did my grandmother die of brain cancer? If if God was real, then why did my father die on East 23rd and 1st Street in right. Manhattan at the Veterans Hospital when I needed him? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? On How December 7th of 2000. Well, the answer is I don't know. And I'm wise enough to say there's some things I, I will never know. I'm glad you said that. That's the other problem with a lot of these leaders. Everybody think they know everything. Everybody got to be an expert. What's wrong with saying you don't know and I'm just trying to figure it out? Yeah, That's what faith is. Faith is saying, God, this makes no sense. But what I've learned is that everybody has free will. Mm. We're not puppets. People do horrible things. God didn't do that. God didn't pull the trigger. God didn't tell him to pull the trigger. You can't just put God's character on somebody's craziness. That's not what the word says. I can't go up there and tell you I represent Jesus and then talk about how much I hate you and berate you and beat you. That's not what Jesus was. I don't get to put his character on my bad behavior. Right. You see what I'm saying? So there are some things that God had nothing to do with. We are autonomous human beings who make horrible decisions, and sometimes we make great decisions. Yeah, sometimes we submit our will to God, and sometimes we submit our will to the devil. That's it. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm with that. Well, your new, your new season of the Book of John Gray is starting Saturday mm-hmm. on OWN. So what can we look forward to? Because I know last season was uh, pretty explosive to watch. I enjoyed watching that a lot. Um, Tammy Roman was on there. Yes, yes, babe. You and Tammy, <laughs> this season? This season, um, well, we start off with Tammy mm-hmm. deciding that she wants people to see the evolution of her character. Um, of course, she's pretty much known for basketball wives and... Smoking Newports down to the filter. And the Bonnet Chronicles. Bonnet Chronicles. Yeah. All of those Bonnet amazing Chron- things that, that make her who she is. However, she's thinking about legacy now. She's thinking about what she can leave to her girls. And I think her heart is broken because she's trying to change her what people know her for and move into this Tammy that has grown, that has matured, and people want to see her where she where she used to be because mm-hmm. that's exciting and that's fun. So she's pretty much getting attacked for trying to change and shift. And basically, we're just speaking life to her, trying to figure out why she's so broken, why she's so easy to pop off. But everybody has those pain moments in their history that make up the way they see life and their worldview. And so I think this unveiling of Tammy being honest with herself about what actually hurt her and why she responds to those triggers so easily is something that people can relate to. And that's what you'll be able to see in the very first episode. And we've been walking with Tammy a little bit. So she's trying, but just like all of us, we all have 
um, two sides. Mm-hmm. We have the the good one and we have the bad one. Like the you ratchet said, and the righteous. <laughs> the cool, one man. that that wants to to be this holistic, beautiful Samaritan type person, and the one that's like, whatever. I'm gonna get me and I'm gonna do me. And so for her. Um, I think she's a great example of of what God can do when when you make up your mind to shift. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means you're trying. All right, we have more with Pastor John Gray and his wife, Aventor. When we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Pastor John Gray and his wife, Aventor, in the building. Charlemagne? Well, yeah. who do y'all go to when y'all need a uh, couples therapy or a little counseling uh, counseling yeah. advice? Uh, we've got a marriage counselor that we see out of uh, Houston, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been walking with us for some years now. I've got a couple of men that I speak to, Dr. A.R. Bernard okay. out of uh, CCC in Brooklyn, um, Dr. James Mormon, uh, a pastor out of Southfield, Michigan. These are men who aren't impressed with me or my gifts. They don't care nothing about what I do, and they'll tell me the truth, mm-hmm. stuff I don't want to hear. Uh, because the reality is celebrity Christianity don't that those two words don't even make sense. Right. You know, this all of this is is favor. And so it's an illusion. And if I get caught up in any of this and I start wearing sunglasses at night, <laughs> then I don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, when when you're a pastor but you can't speak to people, yeah. something's wrong. Right. When you're a pastor and, and and you feel like you're entitled, something's wrong. And so but I you found see that a lot now. Oh, yeah. I see oh. it a lot. And we've seen it a lot. It's a fad now, it almost seems like it. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'm not with that. Right. And and what I've noticed is that if I'm not careful, I'll forget the things that matter the most. You know, I got a, a beautiful wife here seven years. She's been holding down my vision. And for many years, I didn't even see all of her gifts. I was so busy with this vision, what I thought God was telling me to do, but I was not unlocking her gifts. I wasn't looking out for her needs. And then my kids are crying because I'm out of town preaching for everybody else. My own family falling apart. And so I had men to tell me, you need to turn it around. You need to change some things. And that's, what's, that, that's what matters. Because when all of this is done, she's going to be there and them kids going to be there. God ain't going to ask me how I did on The Breakfast Club, even though this is a huge platform. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. But he's not going to be like, man, you did good, man. When Envy was asking you them questions, he's going to be like, hey, tell me about that wife. Yeah, you about them know. kids. He might, he, might, he, might, he, might, he might inquire. He might, <laughs> you know? he might be like, y'all saw you down there. I was a little disappointed. You know what I mean? He might. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had to check him? Oh, absolutely. Mm. All the time. And I'm cool with it because right. I know my position. I'm not a fan. She don't seem sweet. She seemed like a check. It seemed like she's checking. She don't sweet. You know, I mean, she don't seem like she seemed like she ain't gonna take nothing soft. How you say she not? I, I you can say be sweet and soft, still check somebody. <laughs> I think for me, I'm not a fan. I do champion my husband and I cheer him on, and I am his biggest cheerleader. But I'm not fascinated by just and enamored with who he is that I can't tell him the truth. Um, I think that it would be a disservice to both of us to not tell him the truth inside of our home so that he's um, not being authentic while he's in the in a public setting. Mm. Because you have the power when you can be real at home. You have more power in public when you're when you're the same in private. That's so fair. I just I just I'm called to push my husband into the greatest place of purpose and realization of who he is at home. So that when he's stepping onto the platform, he's being the real him and not trying to become anything for whatever setting he's in. Not the flavor of the day, not the whatever is popping, let me be that. Right. Just be you and whoever you're called to reach, that's who you'll reach. And everybody won't like you. Everybody won't understand you. And I and I get that. But I'm I'm fully aware of who God created me to be. I'm a pastor's wife, but I also have tattoos and I like braids and I like wigs and I like 
you know, hip hop and I like Beyonce and if <laughs> but I and I also know God and I can pray for you and I can tell you about my faith and how far it has brought me. That doesn't disqualify me because I might listen to her a little bit and actually love it. You she know love what I'm God saying? too. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's the thing, but there's this whole separation of the us versus them. We need to get rid of that. All of us are the exact same. All of us need the grace of God. All of us have been through things. All of us have a past. Can we all be saved, or do you think there's people that just we can't do anything? I think everybody can be, but most some people will choose not to be. Yeah. The hardest thing in the world is to go to hell. The easiest thing in the world to do is get to heaven. Yep. Because all it takes is a confession of your mouth. Anybody who tries to add more to it than that is being... Overly religious. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. But people want you to jump through hoops to please them, you know, but everybody won't believe what we believe. And that's, that's not my, that's not my role. My role is if people come voluntarily into our church, I'm going to preach what's in my heart, but I'm not going to walk up to you on the street and just start blasting you. And I don't know you. I don't know your story. Don't know where you came from. And start telling you you're wrong. Answering questions you didn't ask. Yeah. That's the problem with religion. That's not what Jesus did. And that's the point. Because you know it's going to be super religious people watching this. They wait in the comment right now. They t- thumbs and just I'm on good, it. I'm That's blasphemy mine. right there. <laughs> I knew I didn't like you. You're fat and you look like T.D. <laughs> Jakes and Suge Knight mixed together. <laughs> I don't like him. But the point is this. When Jesus was, was talking to the woman at the well, he could have blasted her. Like, you're living in sin. Filthy. You've been married <laughs> five <laughs> times. Dirty low down. Backing it up. And what did he walk up to? He's like, hey, let me get some water, though. And she was like, you know, good and well, you ain't supposed to be talking to me because Jews and Samaritans don't talk to each other. Okay, you don't know me. He was like, but if you knew who I was, you asked me for some water and you never thirst again. And then he <laughs> got a little pickup pick line. That's why I was like, Jesus, with the That's why I be saying you can't save these hoes. That's Jesus' job. No comment. My point was, he got he got her attention and and he reached her where she was and then the, the conversation went into a supernatural place and he told her her past and he also spoke to her future. Right. And before that conversation was over, she went from a broken woman to an evangelist in one conversation. And that's what a real encounter with Jesus can do. Mm-hmm. It's not there to break you, it's to build you. Yep. How did Where, you meet? Church. Um, she was dancing. I saw her dancing. <laughs> and, uh, is that I tr- was. She was dancing. But it was at church. Oh, it was at church. I said, oh, but I saw, I, saw, I saw the workout pants and I was like, yeah, Lord. Yeah, you can, yeah, Lord, because that, that there, that's really? for me. Really? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, you I saw the, the, name the of cheeks of ministry. <laughs> I saw them and said, God, those are for me. She had tattoos. We were working at the same church. Yeah, we were working at ministry. supposed to be seeing these youth. I was. You were there looking at. I how was you hollering in church, though? What's the, how do you, what's the proper way to holler in church? Okay. We were, we, were, we were friends. We were working together. So he started that youth. way, okay? Yeah. I never knew her name. Never knew her name. Yeah, because he had a lot of wanna boos around him, and uh, I was we're like, not, we're not here for that. We're not here for that. He had a lot of wanna boos, and I was not one of them. <laughs> they were really fascinated with him. <laughs> I was busy, you know. Give some more I, was, I was a single pastor in Atlanta. <laughs> I was getting. I was a straight getting single pastor straight. in Atlanta. <laughs> Y'all stop. No comment. Y'all stop. I'm listening. Avengers, see how hard it is to even speak on this show? I'm, just, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, We were we were working in ministry together. And like I said, he did have a lot of wannabes around. And I was just like, bless his heart. It would be good for him to get married. I I made it my point to find him somebody. It wasn't me because mm-hmm. I, I had heart, my heart broken and I was engaged before. And so was he. But um, I just 
I was just like, he's a nice guy. We kept talking as friends, and then it kind of shifted because I had choreographed a dance uh, that kind of told the sermon that that day in church, so the pastor didn't preach. The message kind of, the message through the dance was was the sermon. Mm-hmm. And so after church, he believed that he was moved by the dance, so no, he asked you, you missed me, a very important point. What part? I saw you at the altar worshiping. Oh, okay, let's And I walked that. up to her, and I was, I literally look over, she's worshiping. Now, he what she didn't say hand. is two weeks in a row, we ended up sitting next to each other at a 10,000-member church and didn't try. But you were so, also, like, positioned in the dancer section. I know, but so. I pay tithes. I can sit where I want. Okay. So <laughs> what I'm saying is God had us sit next to each other. He was like, hey, dummy, right here. So then this Sunday when she had choreographed this dance, I look over. We're all at the altar worshiping. There she is again. And I watched her worship. I said, God, her worship is real. Mm-hmm. That's who I want. I still didn't know her name, but I grabbed her hand and started worshiping. Yeah. She didn't smack me, and I was like, that's a sign. Brothers and sisters in Christ, your whole hand. No, I, yeah. Well, anyway, after you, church, listen, I got her number. she had some reservations. <laughs> he was, after church, I got her number. I walked up to her, and I was like, yo, you blessed me. And I was like, let me borrow your phone. No, no, no. You said, tell me about that piece you choreographed. Right. You know, what was your inspiration behind Christian it? Christian game. Christian uh, game. Christian game. What was your Christian inspiration game. behind was your inspiration? the yes, movement okay. and expression and blah, blah, and blah, blah. And she's talking. And he was like, well, let me borrow your phone. So that part is true. And, and I, I gave him my, my phone like a ding And called myself. I said, this is wifey's phone. He stole my Left. phone number. And then I texted that night like, you want to talk to daddy? No. Nah. She's like, yeah, daddy, nah. I've been waiting on you. <laughs> oh, really? That's what you're going to do in these yeah. people's <laughs> We have more with the pastor and his wife when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Pastor John Gray and his wife, Aventor, in the building. How does the church look at nice possessions? Like, you know, you have nice things. I see you come in with that supreme Louis Vuitton jacket. I got that for him. Yeah, I work hard for that. My wife hooked me up for that. that. I couldn't find that. I wanted, what kind of I wanted to bless I, him. I couldn't find that jacket. Louis Vuitton it's supreme. a supreme. Louis Vuitton. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They only made a couple of them. I couldn't get one. I, they, I, I couldn't get one. So, <laughs> I might just bless you. Uh, uh, but it uh, is this. Wait, wait, wait. What did he say? I might just bless you. The Lord didn't say that. I worked hard for that. I worked hard for that. How do people look at you guys with some of the stuff that you guys have? Okay, so he's also a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer. This isn't church money. He travels mm-hmm. and he got a he, TV show. He, and I also have a, a book. He has a book. Mm-hmm. He's he's directed a short film that won a, a few competitions. So there are other streams of income. You pay for speaking engagements. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but the book has been very kind. I mean, my book happened to come out at the same time as someone else's book that was a New York Times bestseller. So some of my <laughs> sales were were carnivorously taken and, by and God is in the blessing the, business, man. You know God is in the blessing business. He's spreads it's a phenomenal around. book, man, mm, and I'm yeah. so happy for your success. Yeah. Thank you, sir. But uh, I, for me, I don't do anything for me. Mm. I might get an occasional pair of Jordans, but everything I do is for my wife and my kids. I work hard because I do want to bless her. And she we gave give me, away a lot. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she gave me two kids in 11 months. She lost her thyroid behind, you know, being pregnant that fast. So she's she's literally laid her health down. She's been the biggest advocate for any dream and vision I open my mouth to. Mm-hmm. She works till three in the morning, gets up at six, so the kids have everything they need. She's she's the COO. She runs this whole thing. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit. Don't do that, girl. Oh, in the yeah. breakfast club. Oh, <laughs> get a, all right. But so what I'm saying sorry. is, it's nothing not for me to want to bless her. Right. It's just stuff. But I want to honor her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because 
she she's given her life for my vision. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a ring, but it's my expression. Yeah, it's are. what I call the the gas station ring. So mm-hmm. when you at the gas station and I'm not there and a dude try to holler at pump twelve, when he see you pumping <laughs> with that, same way. he know. He know. <laughs> Even when y'all talk about marriage counseling now, like a lot of people think you go to marriage counseling when something's wrong. But y'all just go to keep things healthy. Preventative you have to go. You have to keep going because if you don't, the small issues become big. They're called wedge issues. It's like she's got some wedge heels. I'm learning. So they start small and they get big. Mm-hmm. So a little issue, if you don't get it there, becomes big. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned about us, we're zero to 100, which means it's either all good or it's just explosive. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm a communicator, but I'll hold things in because I don't like confrontation. But if I get to a confrontational point, I bring up everything that I was offended by chronologically. I'm the same way. Right. The damn right. Things that you remember, you just, it just goes and it, it, yeah. it'll be the right place. You're like, it why didn't you bring it up then? Right. Exactly. Right. And then it's unfair because the actual issue at hand never gets never addressed gets right. because you've pulled back something that you didn't bring to the surface when it happened so you can move forward from it. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair to unload on somebody something that they didn't Absolutely. even know that you were upset right. about. That's real. And there, there are places of pain that she had before she married me. And he did as well. So uh, yeah. that's the things you have to identify. When you're marrying mm-hmm. a person, you're marrying who they want you to see. But there are some things in their in their past that may not get addressed because you cannot address every single thing before you get right. married. They may come up. And once they come up, you don't know how you're going to act until it's time to act. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can... You can possibly have a, a narrative in place where, well, if this happens, then I will. But just, but there's no way to formulate all of those situations before you get married. So when you marry a person, you marry them for the good and the bad that may come with, right. or something that may come up a little bit later. Because I have a worldview based on how I was raised. You know, I was raised with both of my parents. They'll be married for 48, 49 years in wow. a couple of weeks. And my mm-hmm. husband is a product of, of a divorced home. Does it make me better than him? No. I saw marriage. He saw single mother. So we're trying to formulate our own Absolutely. situation. Like, he gives me what she gave him, and I give him what they gave me, and then we decide what we're going to do for ours. I got, I got one more question for you, Go. You know, last year you did a Super Soul session, and you talked about the bridge, which was a message for this divided country that we're in right now. Because you could tell people a little bit about the bridge. Yeah, the bridge is uh, really my heart. I think it's the heart of what me and my wife do. Uh, the bridge is basically the, the meeting point between two places that wouldn't normally connect. Um, for me, I feel like we are more divided than we have ever been since the 1950s and 60s. It's clear. We are more isolated, more insular, more angry. We're more vitriolic. Uh, we have less patience, less grace. Uh, we are on the edge. Um, the political and the social upheaval of the last 18 months has taken its toll. Mm -hmm. And so the bridge is the place where I'm able to meet with people that don't look like me, don't think how I think, and maybe we don't agree, but at least let's find some common humanity so we can push the conversation forward. Mm -hmm. So for me, the bridge, our nonprofit organization, it's called Become the Bridge. That was our avenue to reach people after the hurricane initially Mm -hmm. in Houston. So we gave resources to as many people as we could, but it wasn't just that. The Become the Bridge is about, you know, connecting and engaging culture, and it ain't just about people who think how we think. Or it's not like all Christians come hang out. It's like, let's go. If you have a need, we're going to meet the need. Yeah. So I don't care what you believe, who you love, what you think. You're welcome at our table. And that, for me, is a far cry from some of the more conservative theology 
that people espouse. Because right. it's like you, you need to only hang with people that think like you and look like you. And I, I defy that notion. Mm-hmm. I do, too. It's like with Jesus, have <clears throat> when everything happened with Hurricane Harvey in Houston, it's like, were you really going to pull up with your vote and be like, who did you vote for before you get in my vote? Really? Mm-hmm. Or do you believe in Jesus Christ? Because if not, you can't get in my vote. That's not what he right. would have done. Mm-hmm. You know, Buddhist, atheist, whoever you are, gay, straight, whatever, get in the boat. We're all here trying to work this out together. Are you kidding me? Who's going to wait and be like, now, if you don't show up at my church on Sunday, uh, promise me that you're going to pay right. me X, Y. You know, right. all of that is ridiculous, and we're here to cancel that. We're not doing that. That's what become the bridges, and you lay yourself down so people can come across. Because we have people who are are still waiting on help in Houston right now who don't look like us because they may be in the country illegal, mm-hmm. but we were taking things and we were helping get resources to them. Because we're all hungry, right. we're all in need, we all need help. And we all got children. Yeah. Everybody. When you talk about undocumented immigrants, and that's one of the big things in the church, you know, mm-hmm. they, they voted, a lot of conservative people voted for a particular candidate, and I find it interesting that they're really strong on immigration, but Jesus left Israel and then he was in Egypt as an immigrant. And he had to come back, and it's funny that their savior was an immigrant. So you're against you're you're against immigration, but your savior was an immigrant because he had to go to Egypt. But we don't hear that part coming from people who are against immigration. But they're sitting in church. Well, that sermon. I need that sermon. Jesus, immigrant. I know you're about to put that together. Yeah, I'm about to put it together. I I was about to say they're not gonna like it, but oh well. Leave us on a prayer, Lord. I want to thank you for the Breakfast Club. I want to thank you for Angela, DJ Envy. Charlemagne, I want to thank you for their influence and for the people that work with them. And more than that, for the people that listen, I pray that you bless their lives, their hopes, their dreams, and all of their listeners with whatever it is they're called to do. And Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity. Let them all live long and prosper well. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 I felt that one. Jesus ain't sending that one to the spam folder. (laughs) But the book of John Gray, season two, starts on Saturday on OWN. That's right. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Thank, thank you for you joining guys us, so guys. Much. Thank, thank you. Mrs. Thank you. And Mrs. Mr. Mr. Pastor John Gray. Thank you, guys. The Breakfast Club. Oh, 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 oh. All right, relax, my brother. We don't need Beautiful. No, no, we don't need no beige ballads, okay? That's what Chris Brown is for. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk green cards and rappers. Listen up. It's just in. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, congratulations to Iggy Azalea. She received her green card. Let's hear the audio. Guess what? (laughs) Tell them the news because we're all immigrants here. (laughs) Immigrant Club. I got accepted into America forever. I just got my name. She didn't even have have to marry an American to do it, man. God bless her. Drop on the clues, bomb figure, Azalea. So what does a green card mean? Because she said forever. So she can she's she's good money forever? I have no idea. I just know that there's some people in hip-hop who want to build a wall around Iggy Azalea and keep her out of uh, the country and the culture. But, you know, whatever. I don't have a problem with Iggy Azalea. Well, congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. Well, our guy, Safari Scaff Beasy, he was on It's Biscuit's uh, podcast with Murder Mook and Matt, and they talked about the first time that... He, uh, he found out that Nas had kissed Nicki Minaj. 
How you feel when you see her with Nas? Because she, remember she had kissed Nas or something and you said I that. Was, I was there. You wanna know what's so crazy? I didn't know it happened until the video came out. I was hurt when that happened. I was hurt. Cause before that, I used to always be able to like, ah, right, cool, yeah, great. Give Drake a lap dance, great. Wayne, it was like, that was whatever. But yeah. that, cause I'm like, yo, I was there the whole day. So I'm like, damn, did that happen when I left? Safari, listen to me, man. Stop answering questions about Nicki Minaj, man. Focus on your music and your penis. Don't let them keep asking you about Nicki Minaj. I'm serious. Like, this is his moment to establish himself as an individual, and he keep answering Nicki Minaj questions. Like, no. P- keep pushing your 100 record and talking about your penis, man. Everything else. Hey, we got to... We gotta support the hundred record more too, man. I, I forgot about it. I'm not a DJ. Don't be. Who's we? Me. Oh, I mean, okay. Me. me. All right. Me. All right. Shout out to Safari. And uh, lastly, NBA young boy. He uh, bailed out. You know, he was in jail for assaulting his girlfriend. He had to post seventy five thousand dollar bond in Georgia, and he is out. So uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know when his next court date is, but he is out. He has a lot of fans out there, so I'm sure he'll be putting out some more music. I so. don't know what that means either. All right, well. Didn't he beat his girlfriend on video or something like that? He did beat his girlfriend on video. Remember his girlfriend said that they were just playing. It was jokes. They were just playing. He was like, you can't pull me. And I said, yes, you can. He said, no. He said, yes, you can. You remember that video? These young rappers got new rules because I guess that young generation don't really care about stuff like that because, you know, a lot of those guys got wild charges like assault charges and sexual Mm -hmm. assault charges and people still scream their music and they still get sold out shows. I guess the rules don't apply to that generation when it comes to stuff like that. Well, I hope everything works out for him, and I hope him and his girlfriend. I don't. I hope they were just playing. If he beat his girl, I hope they they were just playing. I hope hope they were just playing, and I hope it was nothing serious. Mm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Charlemagne. Yes. Uh, I know you're not giving me donkey today. You giving me donkey today? What are you talking about? Everybody's been saying, give Envy donkey today. Are you giving me donkey today? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, DJ Envy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Okay. All right. I don't feel like Everybody's talking about so your. So- I don't feel like talking about your waffle colored ass this morning. All right. Everybody's so sorry in my face. Jesus Everybody's Christ. Sorry in my face and then talk about. You know what? Forget it. Who are you giving your donkey Shut to? Your beige ass up. It's going to Dennis Alexander. Okay, he needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. If you think for one second that teachers need to be armed in classrooms, Dennis Alexander is a sign that they shouldn't be. All right. And now when we come back, we have a <sighs> premiere of Little Dicky's new record. <laughs> if we're going to be playing. Boy, white privilege is so real. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Why are we playing Lil Dicky's record? It's featuring. No, no, Chris no, no, no. Now we what? need to talk about this. When when, when did this become a premiere? Didn't nobody tell me this. This wasn't on no schedule. I don't know. They just sent me the email and said, we're going to premiere this record Why? every hour. I, I don't know. I, I didn't saw, make this decision. I saw the video yesterday, the Freaky Friday video. Cool right. video, great video. I like how they took the concept from the Freaky Friday movie. Video's dope. I didn't like to end part too many cameos, but that song is not a song I want to hear if I'm not watching the visual. Well, you don't have that choice or that option. Lord have mercy. So here it is. It's uh, Freaky Friday. You know what? I don't care. I'm a personality. Y'all play with Little Dicky featuring Chris I Brown. With the music. And here it is, Freaky Friday. Donkey today's up next. I like this. Nah, I like the video. The, the, end, the end is hella corny, though. When they start talking about being in Ed Sheeran's body and Khaled and Kendall. But you know what? I I, I prejudged how this song would sound on the radio and the fact <laughs> it is too. Friday, so it makes sense. Okay, yeah, I th- Absolutely. But today is Friday. But I will say this. Little Dicky really found a way to indirectly call black people the N-word. 
Because okay. he, 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 he's singing from Chris Brown's perspective, and he says right. the N-word about 20 times, all right? He indirectly found a way to call <laughs> black people the N-word, and we love it. What the hell is wrong with us? That song is dope. The video is dope. The song the video, is okay. The song is dope, too. Why? Well, I'm just, I'm just hating. But let's get to the donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkeys of the day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Yes, donkey today for Friday, March 16th, goes to Dennis Alexander. Now, Dennis Alexander is a teacher, former reserve police officer with the Sand City Police Department, and he was teaching a lesson at Seaside High School in Seaside. Uh, what was the lesson? Well, he was teaching a public safety class, to be more specific, a public gun safety class. Now, I am totally against arming teachers in schools. My mother is a public school teacher and has been for 30-plus years, and I couldn't imagine my beautiful Jehovah Witness mom sitting in her classroom with a pistol waiting on some punk-ass troubled kid to bust a move, all right? I believe my mom told me once the most she ever made being a teacher was 30 grand a year. Mind you, she's a teacher in South Carolina. Okay, I don't know what the average salary of a teacher is across the country, but thirty grand a year is not enough for me to be doubling as a teacher and security. Okay, teachers should be scholars, not shooters. And common sense should tell you if the school shooting situation is serious enough in this country that we think teachers should carry guns in the classroom, why not hire armed security to patrol school grounds? Okay. Banks have security issues, but the bank tellers don't carry guns. They got security for that. Airport has security issues, but the employees at JetBlue and Delta don't carry guns. They got armed military personnel for that. Even nightclubs have armed security outside. You know why? Because if you allowed people to come in the club scrapped with guns to protect themselves and protect the patrons of the club, that's just not going to turn out well. So I don't understand why we are asking the people, teachers who teach our kids and help our kids grow, to carry guns to protect themselves and protect the kids. They are already holding our kids down and getting paid little to nothing to do it. So you want them to double the security now too? Well, I am a stern believer that the universe will always show us signs, okay? Will always show us signs of why something is not a good idea. And if you are actually paying attention to the universe, paying attention to the signs God shows us, then you will see this is not a good idea. Dennis Alexander former reserve police officer for 10 years, now a teacher, teaching students a public safety class on guns, and this happens. Let's go to KSBW headline news for the report, please. A high school student in California was injured when his teacher accidentally fired a gun in his classroom. The 17-year-old says the teacher was giving a lesson about gun safety when the gun went off while he was pointing it at the ceiling. Fragments from that bullet hit the student. The teen says the teacher apologized, but class continued. Now that student, by the way, is okay. The teacher has been put on leave and the police chief says this is a teacher who was a reserve police officer for more than a decade. The whole incident is under investigation. You can ask the universe for all the signs you want. But ultimately, we see what we want to see when we're, when we're ready to see it. Maybe y'all not ready to see this big-ass sign that was shown to us at Seaside High School, okay? But if a former reserve police officer who held that position for a decade but is now a teacher, if that guy can accidentally fire a gun the wrong way in a classroom, then what mistake is a teacher who's less trained than him going to make? Not to mention, why was he pointing a gun at the ceiling to begin with? What was the context of this situation? The only time a gun should be pointed in the air on a high school campus or a school campus and fired is when it's a starting pistol at a track meet. 
Okay, if this is not a sign that there should be no teachers carrying guns in classrooms, then I don't know what is. Look, when it comes to teachers being armed in the classroom, don't go chasing waterfalls. Just stick to the peace officers and the trained armed guards that protect the school grounds that you're used to. Please let Remy Ma give Dennis Alexander the biggest hee-haw, please. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, let's do something uh, that we usually do. We would have done it yesterday, but it was so much going on. Ask C&E. Uh. Uh, we open up the phone lines and allow you guys to ask us anything. If you're going through relationship or problems and you need some advice, you can call us. Uh, you can call us for anything. And it, don't, yeah, and it don't even have to be advice. You know what I'm saying? You can ask us anything. Anything about our personal lives, uh, anything that you want to know, anything that you want to get off your trust about us. Right. 800-585-1051. Ask C and E. Call us up right now. We'll take your calls. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's Friday, and today we're doing Ask C&E. All right, if you got questions, you got relationship questions, or any type of questions, you can call us up right now, and we'll answer. We'll try to help you out with your problems and all that good stuff. So let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? My name is Chardonnay. Hey, Chardonnay. What's your question for C&E? So my question is, if you, I've been in a relationship for four years. We have a daughter. Um, we would have had three kids together, but we lost a set of twins. And and I think he might have harbored some kind of anger towards me for it. And mm-hmm. he's been, like, kind of physical with me. What you mean kind of physical? Like, what do you mean kind of physical? On a scale of one to Danny Vasquez beating his uh, <laughs> girlfriend in the stairwell, how physical? Physical. Like, I had to have him arrested and put in jail. And oh, he punched you? For like a month. Like, so, so you, like, oh, so, wow. So, so y'all weren't playing like NBA young boy and his girlfriend. It was real. Hell no, no, no. You don't play like wow. that. <laughs> so, so, so what's the question, boo? So my question is, do you think he could be rehabilitated, changed? Like, How many times has he hit it, you? It could be better. You said he was physical. That means he hit you more than one time. Yes. All right, well, 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 well he's going to kill you eventually. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to stick around and die, cool. But if well, let's not, not, let's but, not hope that. Let's not hope that. But if that. not, you should leave, okay? That's I agree with I agree with Charlamagne. I, I think you should leave if he's that physical now. And do I think people can change? Yes, but he has to change in himself. So yeah, but he, he has gotta, to find he, what's wrong with him. But that wasn't he, a one-off, I though. I understand. I understand. I understand. I just don't want to lose so much hope. I've been in with him four years. And we live together now, like... Man, forget about losing hope. Do you want to lose more blood, all right? The man beating on you, okay? Yeah, he has to change himself. Until he can change himself, I wouldn't open that door. He has to fix himself. And I wouldn't have my child around somebody that's physically punching me, hitting me, where you have to call a, a, the police. So What's your, what's your I name? Say, I would say get out and, and be very careful. Chardonnay, I'm going to write your name down. Because when I read a story about uh, oh, you being it. killed as a victim oh of domestic God. violence, I'm going to give you donkey today. No, I'm serious. No, because you no, know better Chardonnay. than this. It's time to no, move, Chardonnay. walk out of this situation, leave that man. Chardonnay, yeah, move out. I just and... need to hear it from a man's point of view because I yeah, don't absolutely. really have a lot of men in my life. My father passed. My, my mother just recently passed a couple months ago. Well, clearly you don't have a lot of men in your life because you did. They'd have been kicked this man ass and tell him stop putting hands on their on they baby. And even though you don't have your father in your life and you don't have your mom and you don't have any brothers, that doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean you need a man. You don't need him there. You can do it by yourself. But if he's putting his hands on you, you need to get out, mama. Yes. What you want a man okay. for when he's whipping your ass. Thank you, mama. Charlamagne. Yes. You got to be more like gentle, man. You, you two are brought. Hey, like, ain't nobody got time for gentle. gentle. That man ain't being gentle when he's going upside her head. 
be a little gentle. Be nice. All right. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. Morning, what's your question Alyssa. for C&E? Hi, I have a question. I deleted my social media about a year ago. Like, everything is gone. And I found it to be, like, distracting, and I would always feel, like, a little bit down from it, from seeing what everyone else is doing. And even though, like, I'm in school, I'm getting my master's degree, but I just wanted to know how you both kind of stay focused and don't let other people's, like, accomplishments distract you and just stay positive and focus in your own life. Well, let me start first, Charlamagne. Mean, first mm-hmm. of all, you should use Instagram for motivation. And that's what I use it for. If you see somebody, like, mm-hmm. you, you follow people like, I follow Oprah Winfrey, I follow Swiss Beats, I follow people that's going to give me that motivation. So when I see nice things or, or positive things that they're doing, it inspires me to work harder and sees where, where I have to be in my life to continue to push myself to be a better person, a better man, a better husband, a, you know, a better f- father and all that. That's what I use social media for. You can't worry about, because most of the things you, you're seeing on social media is fake anyway. Those bags right. are usually fake that people have. Those cars that people are driving are usually rented. That jewelry is probably fake. There's only probably about 20% of the people on Instagram that's living a real life. Yeah, I, I agree with Envy. Like, an illusion should not be your bar, and that's what social media is. Social media is one big illusion. But, you know, to answer your question, I simply pay attention to what I'm doing. You know, I don't really care about what nobody else is doing. Like, you know, I see everybody else doing their thing, and when they win, I wish them the best, and I know that my Absolutely. blessing is coming too. Now, if it's making you sad, you should avoid it. That's what my therapist says. My therapist says we mm-hmm. either avoid, uh, approach, or attach ourselves to certain things. So if social media is making you sad, avoid it. You don't need it. Why do you need social media for? What's your Instagram matter of fact? Let me see if you really need it. She erased it. She says she erased it. Oh, you ain't got none. Yeah, I don't have one. I've, I haven't had it for a year, and I definitely see the world in a whole new perspective. Like, Good. Everything is just so much more, like, I'm so much more present when I'm with people. And, there you go. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, you go through all the withdrawal stages. Like, if you delete it, you literally are sad, and you feel like you have no friends. You feel like, as a woman, I felt like, because I couldn't post, like, selfies and stuff, that I almost felt... <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, baby. No, no, I know, I know what the problem is. I know what the problem it's is. So, I know it's you, so don't crazy. You no, don't you say. You need a man. You need a man to be giving you that D and making you feel sexy. You ain't got nobody <laughs> blowing your confidence. back out. You if go. you had a man blowing your back out and, and telling you to get naked and look in the mirror <laughs> and telling you how beautiful you are, you wouldn't need those likes on social media. Go get some. D- what? Uh, I love your perspective. You're hilarious. I wouldn't say get some get some penis, but you know, work on yourself first. <laughs> work on your own confidence first, mom. Okay. Have a blessed day. All boy. right, Charlamagne. You can't tell people to go get some. What's wrong? It's the weekend. You cannot say that. 800-585-1051. Ask C&E. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're calling this Ask C&E. If you have questions, you can call us up and ask us anything. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Uh, Keisha. Hey, Keisha. What's your question for C&E? Hi. My question is, I've been dating this guy for like three years now. Um, I have an eight-year-old son. That's not my him. Um, this is from my previous relationship. Um, my boyfriend got a job offer in South Carolina to become a cop. Mm-hmm. Now, he, I, my, all my family is here in New Jersey. My grandmother, my son's grandparents, his father's not really in his life. But it, I keep in touch with his family. So my son has a great relationship with everybody. My family's here. My boyfriend's family is in South Carolina. Well, not all of them, but some of them are there. He got friends there. 
Now, is it fair for me to just uproot my life, my son's life, and move there with him to support him? This is how you know somebody giving out average penis. Because if that man was giving out top-notch penis, you wouldn't even have to ask yourself that question. You'd be out. <laughs> No, that's not true. That's not true. No, she's she's looking out for her son. She's see, there you go. My mother's here. My mom's here. His 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 father's family's here. Like I said, I keep great contact with him. Like, there's nobody there for us. You know what I'm saying? How serious is this though? How serious is the relationship? Do you have a ring? We're serious, but it's just like you know, it's a big step. Like from Jersey to South Carolina, that's a big step. I wouldn't take that step without a ring. By the way, I made I made the opposite step. I made the opposite step. I went from South Carolina to Jersey to New York, okay, back in 2000 and what, six. And, uh, you know, when Wendy Williams and her husband was like, yo, we can give you a place to stay, but we can't pay you. So I was out. Okay, so yo, sometimes you got to step out on faith. Martin Luther King Jr. said, sometimes you got to step out on faith, even if you don't see the whole rest of the staircase, you might just see one step. All right. 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 And don't, I, I don't. Wish that um, I've been going through his phone. Been speaking through his phone, that he is going to propose. He already asked my father, so it's coming. But well, I, when, think, I would you know, wait. You know, wait. Wait for that proposal. My son's eight. He's not a baby. He's eight. So this uprooting him. That's all I was worried about. Like, it would this be the best decision from a this a mom and a, a woman's point of view? Wow. Yeah. Wait for that proposal. See, the thing is, is you don't want to go all the way out there and it doesn't work, and now you're stuck in South Carolina with nothing to do. No disrespect yeah. to South Carolina, Charlemagne, but you know Jersey is way better. So. It's just if amazing gonna, how average penis won't won't allow you to make proper decisions. Like if you had a if this man was b- blowing your back out the right way, you'd be out. <laughs> you so you would be gone. <laughs> no, you're, it's about her son. Thank you for calling, he's Keisha. He's, 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 a, he's a little young boy. He's twenty seven years old, so I'm I'm good where I'm at. I'm good. All where right. I'm at, but, well, thank right, you, Mama. Thank good luck. Guys. I appreciate it. What is your fascination with penises? Yo, my G, my G, shut up. This is the third penis reference that yo, you... Uh, yo, you know yo, what, yo, all right. Now I'm going to talk about dildos in a minute if you don't stop. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Crystal calling from Brooklyn. Hey, hey Crystal, Crystal from Brooklyn. What's your question? Hi, guys. So basically, I see you guys um, talking about relationship issues. So I'm calling because I've been dating this girl for like four years, and I cheated on her twice. She gave me the first time, and the second time, I guess she was like tired of it. So wow. I need some advice on how to get her back. You've been eating long enough now. Stop being greedy. All right? You want to eat everything out here. What's wrong with you? Why are you eating everything? I know. <laughs> and the crazy part is, out of all my relationships, I never, like, cheated. This is the first one I actually, like, you know, did dirty. Well, why are you like, cheating on her then? Why her? Why, why not on any, the other relationships? Because her mouth what, game what? trash. <laughs> is her mouth game trash? No, it's not actually. She's actually really good, but I don't know why. I don't know why. And she's actually a good person. She never did anything to me. That's why I feel really bad about it. Well, you need to stop being a glutton. You know what a glutton is? Yes. A glutton is Somebody a person who can't stop eating. Eats. Okay, who just eats, <laughs> eats, eats, and eats even when they're not hungry no more. An excessively greedy eater. So you are a excessively greedy lesbian. All right? Stop eating everything. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I need some advice. Like... Stop eating. Stop eating everything. We're giving you the advice. Stop eating everybody. Boom, boom. Do we have to spell it out for you? Stop eating everybody. All right? Gosh. Stick to one. Okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it. Ask C&E. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you could have called us. It's that simple. All right? Now. We don't um, get to do this often because this is uh, usually Angela Yee's segment. Right. Now, coming Mm -hmm. up in your rumors. What are we doing in rumors? Who's your rumors? Uh, Angela Yee's not here. Us? What do you mean, your uh-huh. rumors? Well, we're coming up in our rumors, we don't know yet. We'll figure it out after this break, so just keep it locked. All right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Rihanna. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, it looks like Rihanna and her Navy might be shutting down Snapchat. Snapchat posted a Would You Rather in animation. Would you rather slap Rihanna? Or punch Chris Brown. Jesus Christ. Nobody found it funny. No, nah, that wasn't funny at all. It was actually very tone deaf. And uh, I don't know why y'all still got Snapchat on y'all phone anyway. I've been deleted Snapchat off my phone. Instagram got the story. That's all you need. I can't do both. I don't need both. I, I just don't care. You know, I like Instagram story. That's that's better for me to use. Well, Rihanna and the Navy have clapped back. They are taking the app actually off their phone and their stock is going down. And she left this message. Now, Snapchat, I know you already know, y'all ain't my favorite app out there, but I'm just trying to figure out what the point was with this mess. I'd love to call it ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. You spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to DV victims and made a joke of it. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them. But all the women, children, and men that have been victims of DV in the past, and especially the ones who haven't made it out yet, you let us down. Shame on you. Throw the whole app away, and that's what people are doing. And why would you ever want to slap Rihanna? Like, I can understand Chris Brown, because Chris Brown is, like, the bad guy. That's like having a, something that says, would you rather slap Charlemagne or Chris Brown? Like, I get that. Because, you know, when you got that reputation of a bad guy, people don't like you, whatever. But what has Rihanna ever done but bring us joy? I don't know. Like, what has she done but, what has she done but bring us joy? Nothing. Absolutely nothing bad. All right, now let's talk about a bunch of new albums that's coming out this, well, this Friday. XX's Tension has a new album. Rich Homie Quan has a new album. You excited yet, Charlemagne? Nah. What about Snoop Dogg's new album? It's a new gospel album. It's called Bible of Love. It features Daz mm-hmm. Dillinger, Faith Evans, Casey from Casey, and JoJo, Charlie Wilson, and many more. You excited about it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to listen to Snoop just because that's different. I want to see what he does on the gospel end. Uh, I might give Extension a listen because, you know, people always talk about how talented he is, so I like to pay attention. Uh, Rich Homie Kwan, I can't say I'm interested. All right. Well, we have a clip of Snoop Dogg's uh, album. Let's play a little bit. I'm not mad at you. Things I'm going through make me act a fool. Please don't think I'm cruel. Really, normally I'm cool. There is nothing you can do. Hey, when my words are few, things ain't what they seem. Feeling like I'm fooling me. I know God is calling me. It ain't that bad. It puts you in the mood, right? No. Listen, uh, God bless Snoop Dogg, though. I mean, but you know, that's like when somebody hands you a Jesus pamphlet in the street. Yes, right. You ain't going to throw the Jesus pamphlet away. You're going to look down at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to listen to the Snoop album. You know what I mean? I'm not going to disregard it. Can't forget about Trader Truth. He also dropped the album today. It's called Hometown Hero. Oh, man, I got a post post about that. Drop on the clues bomb for Trader Truth. He is indeed a hometown hero in Houston. T.I. and all that other stuff. And, I, you know, I got to definitely check that out, man. I'm, I'm, gonna go de- I'm that definitely, I am definitely going to repost that and listen to that. Can we talk about Lil Dicky and Chris Brown's record, Freaky Friday? Well, we're about to get into it, right? We, we got the premiere. We're playing it every hour on the hour. Which I don't understand. White privilege is so real. Uh, yesterday, I saw the video. I enjoyed the video. It was a play off the Freaky Friday movie uh, that Jamie Lee Curtis did. I don't like the end part. I think they really started reaching when they did the whole Ed Sheeran, Khaled, Kendall Jenner thing. But for, the video was cool. 
I don't think I would like this song without the video, but I just think it's very funny that Little Dicky really found a way to indirectly call black people N words. You know what I mean? Well, listen. If he was in Chris Brown's body, let's be. Let's listen to this for all you woke people. This is a this is a woke hot take. You know I hate wokeness. This is a woke hot take. If Little Dicky was in Chris Brown's body. And he sang the first verse to the Chris Brown song, then that means Little Dicky was indirectly calling y'all N-words, and y'all love it. It's going to be really awkward at his shows when he's when a bunch of white people are in the crowd singing that song. Okay? Stay woke. That's all you got out of it. I thought it was pretty good. Stay, so, anyway. stay woke. Let's get into that single right now. We're playing it every hour on the hour. And also, My Hardaway remix, we finally got it cleared. I didn't have it cleared. I was just going to roll. The, uh, the label was taking too long, so I just released it. But we finally got it cleared, so you can find it on Spotify, YouTube, iHeart, Title, and all that good stuff. We'll get into the mix right now. And guess what we're doing in the mix for Throwback? What are we doing? Dipset. Joel Santana. Salute to Joel Santana. No, I can't salute Joel Santana. <laughs> well, we go get that. Not, mix that I dis- not that I dislike Jules, but you can't you can't salute him for doing something stupid this week. Well, we are gonna get a, a little Dipset mix on. So let me know your favorite Dipset joints, and it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.